Welcome and thank you for joining us. At Worship Harvest, we believe that we are a movement of the gospel, discipleship and mission. And we are committed to catalyzing spiritual, social and economic renewal in our immediate communities and as a result, the world. Here is this week's teaching. Like I always say, I am humbled to be back home. This is home. Amen. This is home. Um, Moses, thank you. Moses and Tim. Moses, you have no idea, but there's a certain anointing of service in this church. Like people just serve you and suffocate you. Like you can't breathe. You turn left there saying hello. You turn right there saying hey. Jesus, guys. And today, today I saw an advert for people who want to commit to serve. And then I saw somewhere they even put smilers. Smilers. I said, Ay! Hallelujah. Can we, for the congregation, can we just appreciate Pastor Moses and the entire team? Guys. I have tried to copy Moses and I've failed. You know, someone who is doing so much in the kingdom and yet they are too humble. Like every time they go, things go up, they go down. They go down. They go down. If you came here and decide who is the pastor of this church, the last person to be pointed at by a stranger is this man. Am I lying? Thank you for being humble, sir. Thank you. My name is Philip and um, I'm born again and I'm married. Yes, I am married. My wife is here. The most beautiful woman from the West Nile region of Uganda. In 2009 when I was deployed in Arua after working for close to one and a half years there. I, I smelled they were going to, to transfer me. I said I cannot live, after suffering in this region, I cannot live without a wife. I picked her. And in 2010, we waited. Yes. And she has been cooking every other day. Praise the Lord. When you see me small, don't blame her. The burden of the Lord cannot allow me to put on weight. Hallelujah. Amen. Moses, allow me also to celebrate the, the Birulus. Thank you for sticking together. Yesterday, I was watching uh, Mama Pasta B3, and she, 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 my God, she put, pulled a line on marriage. And I remember her saying, if you are not ready to get married, do not spoil the name of marriage. So, thank you for not spoiling the name of marriage. Amen. We celebrate you. Thank you. Like I always say, I'll be as brief as possible. When I want to keep time when I'm preaching, I'm reminded of a story some of you had, or some of you have never had. In my P2, 
in a place where we had no English. And I keep saying that English at that time was a delicacy. Like up to P7. We only knew the written. But the spoken was a... I mean, you speak English and trust me, you are either isolated like for real. So it was on this particular day when the parents were supposed to come and one of us was picked in P2. Among all of us, he was a short boy that even agements, he was brief. He was briefer. So, and his name was Isavirie. Of course, and like, he had prepared, planned, worked everything and you know like people are pumping him, make sure he don't disappoint us. He's doing rehearsal, rehearsal, rehearsal. And of course you remember that time we used to use what we call in my language, hengirano, the bar soap. It was both for scrubbing and for oiling. Okay. Soaping. Okay, like when you want to, when you want to, after you, you want to, smearing, that's the word. And so, and so, Isabi rehearsals and this day comes and uh, everyone is seated where you are and Isabi stands in front, takes in a breath and says, I will interpret after. Uh, Moses will interpret. Am I not going to say that was the speech and everyone clapped like you're clapping amen now listen I will be as brief as this here today but I will leave the other part of the sermon to pray because you see prayer is practical amen prayer is practical I always say no matter which school of prayer you go to, until you pray, you will never learn to pray. You understand? And by the way, there is no software of prayer, unless when there's an IT person here. Is there any software for prayer? I want to take on from where B3, to, like through us. Amen. Matthew 17 from verse 14 to 21. And when they had come to the multitude, multitude, a man came to him, kneeling down to him and saying, Lord, have mercy on my son. For he is an epileptic and he suffers fearly. For he often falls into the fire and often into the water. So he brought him to you. So I brought him to your disciples, but they could not cure him. Why didn't he end at the, the previous place? Like, how many of you have been in a garage and when you reach the garage, the senior mechanic is busy and then tells one of the boys to be doing some things on your car and then after that you are, they think they are done you get the car and it's worse and then you you got the senior mechanic and you say boss these guys have messed it up I, I, that is the kind of picture I get let's go 
Then Jesus answered and said, O faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? Bring him here. It's like he says, but, but you fools. I mean, how long will I teach you to repair this car? Bring this car here. Like, how, how do you feel? You feel like, ah, Jesus. Continue. And Jesus rebuked the demon, and it came out of him, and the child was cured from that very hour. Next verse. Then the disciples came to Jesus privately and said, Why could we not cast this out? I, I imagine why they are asking this, please bear with me, is because in Matthew chapter 10, verse 1, Jesus told them that I have given you power over all unclean spirits. Are we moving together? They are coming here in 19, they are saying, eh, eh. Shinochiganye. Next verse. So Jesus said to them, because of your unbelief, for assuredly I said to you, if you have faith as a master seed, you will say to this, and I imagine there was a mountain, because I think the language is clear. You cannot say, when there is a valley, and you say, you will say to this, I think there was a mountain. You will say to this. Moses, you taught me observation. I'm observing. Move from here to there and you will, be, you will move. And nothing will be possible for you. All of us read together. One, two, three, let's go. However, stop there. We go back. One, two, three, let's go. However, stop. The last one. One, two, three, let's go. However, this kind does not go out except by prayer and fast. For lack of a better, do they call it them topic heading or something? Allow me call it the cost dimension of prayer. The cost dimension of prayer. When you look at verse 21, Jesus is using the word, depending on the version, but let's take this word, however. The word, however, is used to introduce a statement that contrasts or seems to contradict, the word is seems to contradict something that had been said earlier. Jesus had walked with the disciples and for sure at some level they had cast out some demons. These guys had learned certain things at a certain level. 
And then suddenly they come to this boy. I don't know how long they took on this boy. God knows. By the time they did not even come to report themselves to Jesus, they had tried and they got embarrassed. They could have tried all that Jesus told them and nothing worked out. And then the man himself, I imagine Peter pulling him and saying, Totus was an hour. Can we just give us a chance and we try out? We t- Hold on. We are- James, please show something. At least do something. Do you remember anything that Jesus told us to do in such a st- and it failed. The man said, I gave them and they failed. And then Jesus calls the boy and rebukes the demon out. And the Bible says, and they go on and they say, Jesus, how come this one we did not cast it out? And Jesus says, this kind does not go out except with prayer and fasting. I come from an old school of prayer where I believe that come to even a hundred years from now, the place of prayer will always be special in certain circumstances. When I gave my life to Christ, just two months after getting saved, I heard about the word fasting and I went to fasting. But I remember I think it wasn't fasting, it was dieting. I wasn't eating, but I wasn't praying. I wasn't eating and I wasn't reading the Bible. So it was dieting. But after doing the fasting for three days, I developed answers. So I went to my pastor and said, hey, I've not been eating for the last three days. But now, my stomach is behaving funny. So he took me through the basics of fasting. And then he told me to, to go back again to fasting. After somebody fasting for three days, the ulcers just disappeared once and for all. But that is one. Number two, after fasting for the other three days, my father had told me, which was at the beginning of the time, that there was no school fees for me because there was no enough money to take care of my other older siblings. After praying and fasting, on the third day, as I was walking back home, he called me from far and said, the titles he used to call me, Umbaway, you dog, come. He said, where is your back slip? Suddenly, after the third day, school fees from nowhere, it appeared. But I'm not dealing with the issues to do school fees. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 7, verse 7, Ask and you shall, seek and you shall, knock and the door shall be, those are different dimensions of prayer. And I'm not talking about the asking level. I am want to deal from the place of the seeking place and the knocking place. That's why Jesus was saying, this kind, there are other kinds, but this kind cannot go out unless you pray and fast. 
about is not about what shall I eat, what shall I drink, what shall I dress up, and things like that. I am talking about the kind of prayer that is carried by people who are believing to take over a country. I am talking about a kind of prayer that is being carried by people who have a mind to take over the continent. The kind of prayer that we are talking about that is going to make us take charge of the financial institutions of the world. That kind of prayer Jesus was saying there is there are kinds of prayer. There are kind of things that we cannot we cannot ask. There are places where it is about seeking and there are places where we have to knock. Not every prayer is asking, God give me, God give me, God give me. The men and women who change the times of and seasons of nations before us, they never ask for soap. over a nation they ask for a change of culture over a nation the men who could go down on their knees and they change the presidents on their knees B3 was telling us about dying about a place of dying I'm talking about men and women, people that are not asking, but they are inquiring of the Lord over destinies. I'm talking about people whose prayer today will walk in generations to come, and your prayer today will change every grandchild in your lineage, and they will never remain the same. and say this kind of prayers they pull certain kinds of things and Jesus said this kind does not go out except there are kinds of things that your two minutes can never affect not that the devil is so strong but listen me child of God Ephesians 6 verse 12 the Bible says we wrestle not against what? against what? Uh -huh. Paul was not talking about porridge huh? was not talking about which garments, which style we are, we are going to put on for this Sunday. He was talking about things that affect nations. A place where someone stands here and prays and something happens in this nation. Those kind of interventions cannot go out unless we pray and fast. And I know you're doing the fasting, but I want to introduce you to a certain cost of prayer that will cost your life. 
a place where you say Lord I would rather die but I am tired of the way my lineage is some of us the devil has programmed the way our family dies I hear every January every January there must be a burial in my family those kinds do not go out except with the prayer We must come to a place where we are longing for God. Like Bithro was saying, we have come to a place where we have died. One of the wins, or a win in a prayer and fasting, that your, your flesh must be killed to every human limitations. Where you lose appetite for food for the presence of God. That's why David said in Psalm 63, verse 1 and 2, David said this. Oh God, you are my God. Allah, will I seek you? My soul thirsts for you. My flesh longs for you in a dry and thirst land where there is no water. So I have looked for you in the sanctuary to see your power and your glory. Listen, he says, my soul and my flesh You see, when it's a soul, it is easier. But when a soul is combined with the flesh in pursuit of God, that's a kind of prayer. That's a kind that no matter which kind of demon, no matter which kind of problem, no matter which kind of culture, no matter which kind of whoever is in charge of the, the country, that kind of prayer will remove him. Child of God, I know of a God who answers prayers without your sweat. But I, I also know of a God who calls men and women to a place of deeper sacrifice in prayer for him to do something. He says, if my people who are called by my name shall have themselves purpose to seek my face, must be intentionality to lay down your life to see God change something. Listen to me. You cannot go through over the same story about your finances, over the same story about your clan, over the same story about your country, over the same story about your community. There must be a place where you say this kind, I am going to engage prayer. This kind must change. This kind must change. You understand? You understand, child of God? Listen, if you're writing, write this down. The prayer place is a place of exchange where human abilities are interchanged with divinity. One of the things that fasting will do to us which I know now already is happening is that true fasting will configure your body will transfigure your body the presence of God has a way of killing our flesh Exodus 33 verse 20 God told Moses no one can see my and live what he was saying literally 
no one can be in the flesh and see my glory. Listen to me, child of God. One proof of carnality is prayerlessness. Can I say that again? One proof of carnality is prayerlessness. The moment you see res yourself resisting prayer, losing appetite to pray, just know the flesh has taken over. Turn to your neighbor and say, you must kill your flesh. You must kill your flesh if you want to see God. And God told Moses, no one can see me. No one can see me and live. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 29 the Bible says that no, no flesh will glory in my presence. We must come to a place where we must hate the hamburgers. Okay, let me use our example here. We must come to a place where we hate potatoes. Rolex. We must come to a place where the material things mean completely nothing to us if we are going to see the glory of God. I mean, I, I always see, I, I see so many. There are people you will never see them posting a reason, the whole anything about fasting. They ever posting food, 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 food. Can you imagine my boyfriend bought for me kachumbala sausage? Is, it, is, that, is that kachumbala something? Food, 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 food. Listen to me. Tell the to your neighbor and say, do not eat your destiny. Hacha, 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 hacha. The Bible says, man shall not live by bread alone. If you want to see the glory of God, you must come to a place where prayer is a priority. And fasting is a lifestyle. You must come to a place where when you want to eat at the wrong time, your flesh resists and rejects the food. But some of us are so food conscious. The day you declare you want to fast, that's when you are so conscious about the time you would have eaten breakfast, the time you would have eaten breakfast, the time you would have eaten lunch, at least by four there will be a snack. I, this time, Jesus said some things not go away except with the prayer and with the fasting. That's why Paul told the, the, the Galatians and told them, my children whom I travel until Christ is formed in you. Hannah, the Bible says, Anna, 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 yes. 
The Bible says she prayed and waited for the birth of Christ. I am talking about people who are going to believe God and pray and fast until Christ is born in our homes, Christ is born in our country, Christ is born in our companies, Christ is born in our continents. Listen. Yes, you can say, no, but you know, you don't need to superglue on God. There are evidences and examples of people who superglued on God and God answered. And that's the dimension I'm talking about. You see, when you're asking, you don't, you're, when you ask something, you're asking. Most times, when my boys come to me, they can actually be seeing the, the mugat on the table. And then they ask me, Daddy, can we have the bread? Because they are seeing it. But when they are inquiring, or when, they are, when I send them to seek for something, that means that thing is hidden. You must put in some effort to look for it. And when they look for it and the door is closed, I tell them, knock. And if we knock and you're not opening, I will overlook the cost and I will break the door. Child of God, when we're talking about the cost, the, the cost dimension of prayer, we're talking about a place where you're going to seek God. Some of us are studying here and you, years are going and you have no idea about your destiny, about your purpose in life. Jesus said in Matthew 6 from 24, life is more than clothing. Life is more than material things. There is a purpose in each one of us. And we cannot just find it by just looking around and just, and just asking and asking. And uh, There is a place when you come in the presence of God and say, Lord, I don't know, but I want to know. And then there's a place where you come and say, God, everything seems to be closed, but I want doors to be open. There are things that you know and you know. You have prayed over and prayed over and prayed over. And nothing has changed. We want to give it a shot tonight. We want to release a bullet tonight. That this kind will go by prayer. That this kind will go by prayer. will go by prayer the Bible says in Isaiah as I finish the Bible says in Isaiah 29 verse 13 in AMPC version says then you will seek me comma, inquire for comma, and require me as a vital necessity and find me when you search for me with all your heart You'll seek me, comma, inquire of me, comma, require of me, comma, as a vital necessity to intervene in your life. Then I will be fond of you. That's more than asking. Am I right? That's more than asking. And I thank God for God who has given us this big auditorium. The space is good enough. If you're uncomfortable with the person you're next to, Please, you are going to move away. Listen to me. 
I know of praying when you're standing. I know of praying when you're on WhatsApp. I know of praying when you're smiling. But there's where prayer will shake your physical body. The Bible says in Acts chapter 4, verse 31, the Bible says, and when they had prayed, the ground where they were shook. Some things must shake. There are times when you, need, you don't care who is next to you. If they laugh at the way you're praying, let them wait for your testimony. If you can go and hide in darkness, go. But let something move. Let something move. This kind, the kind of things which cannot go away without prayer and fasting should move tonight. We want to let the devil know that what he had resisted us from approaching or getting or accessing, he cannot resist anymore. And this kind does not go away except with prayer and fasting. I have tried to stop fasting and I failed. Sometimes when I've stopped fasting, someone comes for counseling. When they come for counseling, you realize their problem is food. Like for real. When you add up their story, and then I met the other one. Then the other one told me bad words. But when, when she told me the bad words, we were eating. And then from there, I went to my uncle. Then when I reached there, after we had eaten, my uncle also told me the same thing. Then I... So what usually I do, I say, okay, now you and me, we are going to pray first. So when my wife is cooking food for me to put on weight, another agenda comes. When I, another agenda comes. But in doing that, it's not for self-pride. I know that as I pray with you, I am also receiving something. Let's stand up on our feet. We are going to give a shot of prayer. The cost dimension of prayer. We want to pray. Listen. Listen. Turn to your neighbor and say, power must exchange hands. Mm -mm. Turn to another one. Maybe that one was uh, your, your in-law. Say, say, power must exchange hands. have some music here. <laughs> there are certain kinds of things that cannot move away except with prayer and with fasting. Except with prayer and fasting. One time, when I was in my high school, that was 20, yeah? Yeah? 19, 1999. There was a young man called Bihoma. He was being sponsored by a project, and, but he wasn't born again, so his lifestyle was funny. So the project, which was a Christian project, 
decided to write him off. They wrote him off in his last term. And he came to me and he was crying because he knew I was a scripture union leader. And he told me, Philip, I want you to pray with me. They have written me off and I have no money. I am so poor. Our home, we are so poor. I remember asking him, Behoma, are you born again? He said, no. I said, can I pray with you first? Because you see, I told him, I want to pray for you. After you've given your life to Christ, if God does not answer, blame me, don't blame him. If God does not answer, blame me. So I led him to Christ and then we departed. I went and locked myself in the room. I knew I had put myself at a very risky position. <laughs> Have you prayed where you say, God, you either come down or I come up, but we must meet. You either come down or I come up, but we must meet. Long story short, the young man miraculously was recovered on the program, and not only that, he came to Makerere on government sponsor. Elijah would use statements like, for example, and say, as the Lord lives, before, before rain, he would say, as the Lord lives, whom I stand before. <clears throat> I'm talking about people who live here and they can confidently say, as the Lord lives, whom I have stood before, something must move. I can hear the sound of a new generation. Thank you for listening to this teaching. We hope that you've been blessed by the Worship Harvest Sermon Series. For more teachings and other resources, visit www.worshipharvest.org or call 0393-281-555. That is 0393-281-555. Five, five, five.